Hey everybody, welcome back to the Hair Razor Podcast. This podcast is an extra one coming at you this week. Uh, earlier this afternoon, we had the opportunity to uh, sit down and chat with men's head basketball coach, uh, Coach Eric Henderson. Uh, so here's, uh, here's a segment from, uh, from that interview. Hey everybody, we got uh, Coach Hendo here meeting with us. We appreciate him taking a few minutes out of his day. He came down to Sioux Falls for the Sioux Empire Staters luncheon, so... Thanks, Coach. Good to be here, boys. Let's uh, let's get after this. All right. So we're about halfway through the season. Like you said today, about two thirds. What's your reaction of how the season's progressing and where you guys stand right now? Well, I'm certainly excited about our team. I, I know uh, we're young and we're inexperienced, and we make a ton of mistakes. But uh, as a first year head coach, if if you could say that your team is selfless and they compete like crazy. I'm not sure there's two other characteristics that as a coach you'd probably be more proud of. So we've got a long ways to go, um, and uh, we're a work in progress. But but certainly proud of our efforts in, in, in us coming together. Um, we certainly, I think, are finding identity on the basketball floor. Um, we're, we're maybe scoring a few more points than people first thought we were going to be able <laughs> yeah. to do. And um, – other than that uh, USD game, we've actually been okay defensively, but uh, that was kind of a stinker, boys. Yeah, that, <laughs> but we're young, so that I mean, you're going to have games like that happen. And I feel like those guys played out of their minds, especially Hagedorn. He's a very good basketball player, but the amount of three-pointers he made at the beginning of the game. I mean, they were desperate, boys. I mean, let's be honest. They were two yeah. and three going into that game. They were playing their rival on their home floor. And if they got beat with a team that was starting three yeah. freshmen and two sophomores when they, they start four yeah, seniors. They, they needed that win. They were desperate. Yeah, and they, and they really played did. like it. Yes. And uh, like you said, they, they played very well. So credit credit goes to them. Yeah, and absolutely. and um, it is what it is. And we, we certainly were part of it. We didn't. We weren't perfect. And, and um, I, you know, I probably threw too much at our guys as far as game plan wise where we just didn't play free enough and and uh, we were thinking on the court instead of just hooping and and uh, it catches up with you once in a while yep so on a Sunday which was supposed to be the women's game on Saturday and then you guys were on Sunday so when they sit there and make it a double header does someone like a game like that where the guys are around waiting for the women to play and you know a game like that happens where nothing really positive happened with SDSU does that come back on the guys do they press a little bit or is it is it your own game at that point I don't think it's much of effect to be honest with with Urano. it's 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 um we, it's kind of your own game and uh you know we, we came up the day of and, and the weather was bad and and um so, so you're just kind of you know trying to focus you're trying to you know get your team prepared and and um it, you can't let those distractions, whatever it is, you, you know, get in the way of, of your your preparation and, and how you're approaching the game. Now, now with that being said, there's probably a little better crowd for their game, you know, better, yeah. a little better atmosphere yeah. because the women played before yeah. us than there probably would have been if if, if that wasn't yeah. the case. But yeah, um, speaking of selfless, so Noah Friedel has come a long ways. Omaha puts up a ton of points. But then I can't remember who we played after that at home. You thought, well, maybe he would press a little bit, but he didn't. He waited for his shot, had seven points going into, I think, halftime, came out, and then suddenly boom, 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 <laughs> 21. So 
that kind of goes to the, I mean, your idea of selflessness. No, there's no doubt about that. I mean, the, the, the nice part about this group is not many people care who scores. It's just they want the outcome to be for the Jackrabbits yeah. at the end of the game. And that's regardless of, of what the, you're scoring, who's scoring it, the, the outcome is the most important. And, and uh, as a freshman and, and for somebody that scored as many points as Noah, to be able to come to that, at such an early part of his career is pretty special, and and um, Noah Noah's continue continually a work in progress. He's he's got a long ways to go, but he's also come a long ways, and mm-hmm. and uh, his maturity over the last six months has been incredible. Um, and you're right; it really was impressive how he didn't press, he didn't yeah. take poor shots because he scored 28 the game before to mm-hmm. get to that point yeah. again, and and so really really proud of him for that. Yeah, you just let the game come to him, and as as a dude who in high school is a scoring machine and just you know put up a bunch of points, you thought might think, well, I I need to start scoring, I need to start scoring, but he let the game come to him. So I was oh, it was, came, it excited. went through my mind too, boys. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie to you. <laughs> Well, and you got, you know, everybody knows Douglas Wilson suffered a little injury. And we've talked today when you talk to the group, you know, what you lose last year to what you're gaining this year. Everybody kind of looked at this year like, what kind of team we're going to be? Well, you get injuries, and all of a sudden now in the last two weeks, you're starting to find that you have depth. And you probably believe that you had depth. You know, as a fan, you're like, man, we were playing seven for a few weeks. All of a sudden, you know, Lou's been hanging out, you know, for a few years developing. You got Mims who comes in, has one of the best games of attitude I have ever seen. The guy's launching threes. You can tell he's enjoying it. So injuries are negative, but with that, you gain positives. Yeah, certainly. I mean, certainly positives and certainly opportunities, and they certainly became positive, you, you know, because it's not an easy role like what like you're talking about for Alou or Mimsy to, to sit for so long, yeah. and then when your opportunity comes and, and then you deliver like they have, it's, it's really a credit to those guys and their character and who they are as a person because it's not easy. And uh, they've done a tremendous job in practice of, of staying positive and, and, and understanding Understanding what's best for the team at that certain point, but it may not be forever. And uh, so, so that when their opportunity came, they certainly delivered. And and you know, in, in particular, when you talk about Mimsy, he, he brings so much more to the table than making shots. Is you see the enthusiasm that that young man plays with, and the energy that he plays with, that's contagious. And and uh, so he's done a really, really good job of coming in and and making an impact on our team. Mm-hmm. That's got to be from his uh, former coach, Jonesy, coaching him up over. In, uh, I can give I... a lot of people credit, but there's no way in hell I'm giving Jonesy credit. <laughs> uh, so, speaking of Jonesy, I saw a picture on Twitter, and he actually did send me a message before your first game. All those Wayne State guys came back. What did that mean to you? Obviously, you know, it's uh, – y- y- you think back moments like that and, and uh, how many people you come across in your life and, and what they mean to you. And, and you guys went to college together and college buddies. You guys kind of understand that. But uh, those those relationships never change no matter how much you see each other. Mm-hmm. And um, when you see a group like that come back and, and um, it just – Brings back a lot of memories. Number one, and you get emotional. Number two, and and um, the love that we have for each other and the bonds that we have are pretty special. And I know I'm a really lucky dude, not only to be the coach of this team, but also to have the friends that I have. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was pretty cool knowing. I mean, 
having known him and how far he was driving to be like, I'm coming back <laughs> to support my man in his first game. I mean, it was just cool. Yeah, and you know, to get your first win. I mean, I mean, now we're thinking, hey, it's halfway through the season. Now we're into March. To look back on that first win as head coach at SDSU, how did that feel? I mean, ex- explain, like, were you relieved? Were you excited? Were you like, that, you know, that one's off the board. Now we can just, you know, that first win's always important. There's no doubt there's a lot of nerves. <laughs> I mean, there's a range of emotions, I'll tell you that much, because you, you never really know how it's going to go, you know, and, and – not the, the outcome's not always necessarily the most important thing. You just want your team to play well and, and uh, play together and play the right way and do things right and have high character. But, but there's also a strong tradition at this place that there's a high expectation to win basketball games too, and I understand what I've signed up for. Mm-hmm. And so to be able to do that my first time out, our first time out, um, obviously it was pretty special. And then you do it in front of some of your boys that mean so much to you, obviously. It was Certainly an emotional night. So, non-basketball related, pickleball partners. <laughs> yes, sir. We're 0-1. Irrelevant. Irrelevant. I think Stig cheated. We actually know Stig cheated. He had professionals on him. It's fine. Yeah. So, do I need to be on Stig's team next year? Sure, if that helps <laughs> me and him. So, you know, we, we got together for the pickleball this summer, which was great. We got to see Noah there. You know, we had a good following, a lot of coaches. Coaching staff, we don't get to talk a lot about them. I mean, good personality guys, fun guys. Um, tell us a little bit about your staff that, you know, I know they're under the radar, but, you know, you're the head face, but you have a great staff. Oh, I mean, there, there's there's no doubt about it. I mean, I, I, I was, um, you know, when I got this job, I, I knew, you know, some, some guys that I had in mind, you know, if this opportunity happened that, hey, I'm going to, this is where I'm going to, and and uh, you know, fortunately, obviously, things shook out the way I wanted them to, and was able to get the head job. And then you have to make some decisions pretty quick, so you're on the phone. And to be able to keep Coach Clink around, who has such unbelievable experience and knowledge about this place, and and has been a big part of of winning for a long time, whether it was with Coach Nagy, TJ, and and now. Um, but then, you know, to keep him around was certainly really, really important. And then to get uh, guys like Brian Peterson and, and Tremel Barnes, two young guys that are really, really hungry, that have high character, that have a work ethic, and, and have um, a belief that of, of selflessness like our team. This isn't about Eric Henderson. This isn't about Brian Peterson, Rob Klinkafus, Tremel Barnes. This is about the Jackrabbits, and they're going to work their tail off to make sure our guys are prepared. And that's, that's what it's all about, is, is, is have given our guys the best opportunity they can to succeed, whether that's on the court, whether that's growing as a young man, and to be able to do it with a group of guys that I'm able to do it with. And, and Tyler Glidden and, and, and Reed Tellinghusen is – I'm a lucky guy, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and, you know, in the golf tournament, you had this, you brought up the Blue Ninjas. So, obviously, <laughs> us and the boys uh, created the uh, Hendo's Blue Ninjas. How important is it for the crowds to come and paint that place blue for you, especially for a young team going to come in? And a lot of these guys haven't been through the Summit League yet. How important are the Blue Ninjas here? Oh, it's it's unbelievable, the experience. And when you walk out for the first time as a player, as a coach, and see the sea of blue um, at the Denny when you're playing. It's it's 
you get goosebumps thinking about it. And, and, and just like when we're in Frost Arena, we feed off that energy. Our, the, the, our team needs that energy. And, and we've come out uh, on top many times when it didn't look very good. And it certainly wasn't uh, anything but the Blue Ninjas. And um, so we're certainly grateful and thankful for everything that, that uh, our fans do to make that place special um, and, and make it uh, a jackrabbit state. Well, Coach, we know you got to get going. Uh, we appreciate it, and we'll be up at some games, and we'll for sure see you in March. Let's do it, boys. Yeah. Go Jacks. Go Jacks. Thanks, Coach. <laughs> Thanks, fellas. Again, we thank uh, Coach Hendo for uh, coming and visiting with us today. We really appreciate him taking a few minutes out of his busy schedule to uh, come chat with us and give us uh, kind of an inside look at uh, what's going on with uh, SDSU men's basketball. We really appreciate it, as well as we really appreciate everybody who is a part of our our podcast and tunes in every week to, to give us a listen. We really appreciate it. So remember... Uh, subscribe, rate, and review, and go big, go blue, go Jacks. <laughs>